A reading from the book of the Exodus, the 24th chapter. Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and be there, and I will give you tablets of stone and the law and the commandments which I have written, that you may teach them. So Moses arose with his assistant Joshua, and Moses went up to the mountain of God. And he said to the elders, Wait here for us until we come back to you. Indeed, Aaron and Hur are with you. If any man has a difficulty, let him go to them. Then Moses went up into the mountain, and a cloud covered the mountain. Now the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. The sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. So Moses went into the midst of the cloud and went up into the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain forty days and forty nights. O Lord, have mercy upon us. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the twelfth chapter. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and indeed a greater than Jonah is here. The Queen of the South will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and indeed a greater than Solomon is here. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it also be with this wicked generation. While he was still talking to the multitudes, behold, his mother and brothers stood outside seeking to speak with him. Then one said to him, Look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak with you. But he answered and said to the one who told him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand toward his disciples and said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. O Lord, have mercy upon us. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. At the Transfiguration, it was revealed that the Law and the Prophets are not opposed or even separate. They're united in their proclamations because they are united in their substance. This substance is Christ and his exodus. As Israel was in the cold iron grip of Pharaoh in Egypt, so too are God's people through time held in bondage to sin and to the power of the devil. Pharaoh is a strong man, but God working through Moses and Aaron is a stronger man. Satan is a strong man, but God incarnate into creation, Jesus, is the stronger man. God through Moses enters into Egypt and leads Israel out of Egypt. God, as Jesus, enters into humanity, into sin, into death and hell, and leads man out of that prison. This is the exodus of Moses, the great journey. It is the exodus of the Christ, the greater journey and the greatest journey and the only journey that matters. When Moses encounters God on Mount Sinai, which is also at the Transfiguration, he encounters Jesus, who tells him of this great exodus. The Law and the Prophets are united in their substance because Jesus and his great work is their substance. They are united in their content because they seek, like St. Paul, not to know anything other than the Christ who comes to be crucified. Therefore, him who seeks a sign to prove the gospel knows neither the law nor the prophets. If he did hear Moses and the prophets, he would know and understand. He would see Jesus for who Jesus is, the scribes and the Pharisees do not see him for anything other than an inconvenience. But sin always obscures one's vision. Sin makes the eye to see good where there is evil and makes the tongue to speak lies as truths and drowns the mind and will in fog so that it chokes, becomes drowsy, and intoxicated, and desires to follow that which is not, rejecting what is, who is, I am. Sin is evil. Sin is adultery. Sin is breaching the marriage God enacts. It is seeking after others. It is demanding the one true other, the one to whom you are betrothed, prove himself worthy of your love. That is not 
love of another as other. That is self-love. Though it is adulterous to demand he prove himself worthy of love, Jesus nevertheless acquiesces to the demand. He will give a sign, though it is the sign he would always have given anyway. It is a stumbling block to those who have shut their own eyes and ears, and it is the most glorious confirmation of faith to those whose eyes and ears are open. It is the sign of Jonah, the very proclamation of the united law and prophets. As Jonah was three days within the belly of the great fish, so too is the Christ three days in the tomb, only to be vomited out of the belly of the earth as Jonah was from the belly of the fish. The sign of Jonah is the ultimate sign. It is the sign of humanity, for the God who has no sin cannot die. It is the sign of divinity, for God who has no sin cannot stay dead. It is, therefore, the sign of God with us. Most importantly of all, however, it is the sign of a new exodus from death to life, not within the temporal lifetime, but in the eternity of God into which man is at long last readmitted. You'll see, or you won't, says Jesus in effect, I will do what I have come to do, and that will be your sign. Those who will know me will know me, and those who will not will not. But I have nothing to prove to those who love me, for they are already a part of me, and I have nothing to prove to those who hate me, because even if I could convince their reason by signs and wonders, I cannot convince their hearts. Father Abraham of the parable says it best. If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. So do not be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, which are the dumb, deaf, and sightless of man's loose and adulterous rabble. There are no atheists in hell. Pagan Nineveh repented and owned the Lord. Sodom and Gomorrah did not repent and were destroyed, but in their destruction they could not help but own the one who did the destroying. Love God, and you will see the sign of Jonah. Love it and participate in it yourself. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Amen.